I have a desire and a thing that I like, and it just so happens to be attached to a man. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to everyone who's been supporting the Patreon uh, and also for anyone out there who wants to be a part of the show. Uh, you can email us uh, directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, oplshow.com. Yeah, and if you do want to become a patron, you can head over to patreon.com slash oplshow. It helps support the show. You get a ton of bonus episodes. You automatically become part of our Helping Other People organization, where a portion of uh, each month's Patreon goes to a new charity or charitable venture. So a bunch of cool stuff over there. Thanks to everyone who already supports, and feel free to join at patreon.com slash oplshow. So we'll get right into today's episode. Uh, I think some episodes, the only appropriate introduction is kind of read a piece of the email that we received. I think this, this is definitely one of those episodes. So I'm just going to read uh, a portion of an email that we received with the subject line, I am a man infatuated with cock. The message says, I recently found your podcast, have not been able to stop listening. Y'all are great. So I'm a married man to a woman, and she knows about this infatuation, or you could also certainly call it a fetish. I do consider myself bisexual, but the kicker is I'm not attracted to men. Not a fan of their faces, not a fan of their bodies, definitely not into anything intimate with a man. By intimate, I don't like kissing them or anything like that. However, I get wildly aroused over cock. Not small dicks either, but above average to large cock. I love the way they taste, feel, etc. So, this is the email that we received, and uh, we've got the guest on the line today, so thank you for being on. Oh, no problem at all, guys. So, to kick this off, I guess, uh, how would you sort of explain this in, in a bit more detail? Uh, the email's pretty descriptive, but I guess, you know, how did you kind of uh, come to realize that this is something you're into, uh, you know, being bisexual, but not being into men, but infatuated with cock well i guess it started way back when i was pretty young i guess with uh experimenting and everything when it's probably about 11 12 years old i had a friend and we just kind of fooled around and it event we him and i fooled around for pretty much the entirety of school then I went my separate way to college and he was basically the only guy that I ever did anything with, but I always was into, I found that my porn preference, for instance, wasn't necessarily based on what style it was or actors or actresses, but rather I like big dick porn. And it just kind of went from there, the aesthetic of them, the way that they, I guess, point kind of, you could say, warped my image a little bit of things, because just the way they seem to please a woman. And, I mean, I've had 
I've done pretty much everything there is to do with a guy or a penis. And so it just kind of started way back in the, when I was young. So, uh, you know, it's interesting because you could kind of describe, I mean, in the email you said you were bisexual, but you don't like anything intimate with a man. So you've never dated a man. You never, have you ever kissed a man? I have kissed a man, but I did not. It was, it was like a pull away. Like he went to kiss me and pretty much from then on out, if I ever did anything with a man, it was made pretty clear that I'm not into that. But you are still into doing things with them in the sense of if it's like only with the penis, is it like separating like the man from the penis, if that makes sense? Yeah, basically that's exactly the way I kind of look at it is that I have a desire and a thing that I like, and it just so happens to be attached to a man. So you said that your wife knows about it. Is this something like, do you guys have like an open relationship? Like is, is, are you like hooking up with men? No, we don't have an open relationship and that's, it's not something that either of us desire by any means. We do, we have dabbled in swinging before and we've, we're open to the idea of bringing in other partners into our stuff. It's just, we also have three kids. We have busy lives. It's not something that is time. Like we don't have time to do stuff like that. And it's, that's completely fine with me. Like sit, we have had situations in our relationship where this fetish of mine has caused some issues. Like, cause I would become, I'd get really aroused by the fact of like hopping on hookup apps and talking to men and getting pictures from men with no intention of ever meeting them because I was married. I'd been with my wife now for about 10 years and, but it was more of like a, I just wanted to see them. I wanted to talk to them and kind of fantasize about it. And then she found out and it had, it did cause some issues in our relationship, but those are behind us. That part of me is behind us and I am, I'm way more open. Basically it's mm -hmm. always been something in my life that I've hidden. I was raised in a really religious home in a really homophobic state. And it was something that I was way ashamed of until I met my wife and the guy that I messed around with in high school just so happened to be really good friends with her best friend. And for some reason, he decided that the needed to be put out in the open. To this day, I don't know if I would have ever told my wife if it hadn't been put out there. Okay. Because so, of how ashamed I was about it. So did she first find out because she kind of caught you on these hookup apps or did you tell her beforehand? No, her friend actually told her. Ooh. That her friend told her that I had hooked up with this guy basically throughout high school. Got it. So do you remember that first conversation that you had with your wife? Because that's that's probably an interesting perspective from your wife's point of view of, you know, at this point you're married to her. Uh, you're not 
homosexual, but she finds out that you did hook up with a guy and then eventually finds out about kind of reaching out to other guys. So do you remember how that conversation went where you kind of explained this, you know, fetish or whatever you want to call it, you know, to her and and how did you kind of get that across to her and how did she take it? Well, this was really early on on a relationship when she was told about this. So, and she also is bisexual. So it's not something that I ever, I guess it was just like, I way more, I being with a man in a relationship has never been even, it's never even crossed my mind. And with her, it was just another step in our relationship. Granted, it was a step that I didn't take, but she, she basically just asked me about it one night. I'm assuming shortly after this girl told her about it. And I was like, yeah, it happened. As for the things that I did while her and I were together, talking to other men and receiving pictures and stuff, that was... I mean, there was one that it I was booted out of the house, basically. I mean, it was cheating. Right. And so she has been a very understanding and patient with me about this while I basically grew up and matured and learned from my mistakes. It wasn't really, a, it was more of a, wasn't really a conversation. It was more of an ass chewing and like, yo, you're fucking up. And if you want to be with me, you need to knock this shit off. And so I did. I mean, she, her and the, her and my kids are the most important things in my life. So, and she's also, like I said, she's totally into the idea of bringing either a couple that thinks the way we do. Cause she also, like I said, is bisexual. So she has desires with a woman and so, the thing with her is like, if I had to scale my sexuality and I'm like 90% straight. That's okay. how I, that's how I'd say it. And then for her, she's like flipped. I'm one of the few guys that she even is attracted to. She's, hmm. she's considered herself predominantly a lesbian. And so, I mean, we both have these needs, but we also just love the hell out of each other and we're each other's people. And that's just what, and this stuff is totally on the table. It's just about finding time and lining stuff up. Yeah, I, I have to say too, the, the OPL love connection continues where we just speak to these guests that just somehow it works out perfectly. And like you said, you just kind of find, you know, your person who is, you know, at least fully accepting of this and kind of understands it. Um, but I'm, I'm curious because I think what's what's so fascinating you know, kind of like for us to hear is if you consider yourself kind of 90% straight, but then there's this infatuation with not being in relationships with men or really doing anything with men other than extreme focus on the male genitalia. So it's like, does a penis get you as aroused as a vagina or is 
like it, does it lean in one direction? You know, I, yeah, I mean, they get me just as aroused. I wouldn't say more or less, but I definitely am aroused by them. And I mean, doing things with them and stuff like that, like that really, it's a, just a whole, it's kind of, it's a whole different experience. It's, um, like I said, I'm just, that's kind of in the past before her and I got together, like it was like down to business type thing. I didn't hang out with these guys. I didn't want to, it was just, they'd come over and I'd service them more or less. So there was multiple guys. I was going to ask you that if, if the, you know, the guy from high school was the only one, but it sounds like there were multiple guys that you've hooked up with. Yeah, there, there were multiple ones. I mean, not a lot. Cause I mean, it, when I moved, when I went to college, it was kind of weird because everyone talks about how you just, that's where you really find yourself and do this type of stuff. And I didn't, I mean, I went to a town that was good. I went to a city that was five, six times larger than the one that I that I live in and went to high school in. And the opportunity certainly was there, but the, it just wasn't there for me. Like I didn't, it, I think it probably went back to the, uh, a shame type thing. And I did go to a Christian university of all places, a Christian private university. So it certainly was something that I suppressed in college. And then when I moved back, I had probably two, maybe three years before my wife and I got together. And I wouldn't say I went crazy, but it was about four or five guys. And I met them through Craigslist. And that was that. Was that. Does, does this still play a role in your life? Because like you said, you no longer kind of reach out to these guys. You've, uh, you obviously had that kind of incident and went through those circumstances with your wife where she found out and you said that you no longer do that. But, you know, if you still have this kind of infatuation and this fetish, uh, but you're also not kind of meeting with other couples, as we explained, how are you fulfilling this need? Oh, after the last time that I, my wife found out that I was speaking to other people, I, one of the, I had to go speak with somebody about this. Like I needed to talk with a counselor basically. And we did some couples counseling and then I did some solo stuff. And one of the tools that he gave me that I never even thought of, which is weird because I love writing is writing like writing about basically writing erotica mm. about it. And that has been a really, it's been, that's been a probably the most effective outlet because if porn does anything, it just enhances it. It just makes me want it more. So writing it down and kind of playing this out in my head, that has, cause that's basically all I was doing in these chat rooms or whatever you want to call them or hookup apps is I was just basically sexting 
And so where my counselor came in and told me, like, just write it all down. Do it in your own head. And that is one thing that I've done. And I mean, as I said, my wife is open to this. And I do kind of, with her knowledge, of course, we kind of look for people and look for candidates that could join us. But it has yet to come to fruition, at least not for a while. We have been with couples before. Mm. But I mean, it was, we had our last child. He's, we had our last child probably about six years ago. And it was shortly before that, probably about a year before that, when we did do, we were kind of active in the swinging scene. So when you were saying that you were, you know, you were doing a lot of writing, you're talking about like, uh, like these scenarios of you hooking up with men. Yes. And how often do you kind of do this? Like, is this something that you, you do to kind of like suppress it or it's a nice outlet or it's like a way for you sort of to indulge without crossing a certain line? It's, it's that it's an outlet. It's, it's not meant to suppress. It's meant to relieve the um, desire for it and kind of live it out in my own head rather than an unhealthy manner with someone else. Okay. I was going to ask that about with a counselor. So it's not to, like you said, suppress it. It's not going into counseling or anything saying, these are bad thoughts. I don't want to have these thoughts anymore. It's just, okay, I own the fact that I have these thoughts. I'm married to a woman. I'm infatuated with penis, but if, but this could potentially ruin my relationship because this is a monogamous relationship. So it's just your way to kind of fulfill, you know, these fantasies in a sense, but not, you know, suppress this as like negative thoughts or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's he, the, my wife actually still sees this counselor. I mean, he's, he's a great guy. He, it wasn't like any sort of conversion therapy or anything like that. Right. Right. (laughs) We've had those conversations before, which is nuts. So that's what, that's like why I brought it up. But, um, Okay, so that that definitely makes sense. And, you know, I'm curious because on that point of, you know, conversion therapy and and things like that, and you growing up, like you said, in a very religious household or a homophobic household and surroundings, you know, this is kind of a perfect example of just the the fluidity of sexuality. And, you know, is, is there anything like you would say to someone who would look at this situation and be like, well this doesn't make sense. He's, he's just gay. Or like if, if, why is he married to a woman? He clearly wants to be with men or have, or even have you ever encountered anyone that, you know, has kind of said that or or had that opinion about this? Um, we had a, we have a friend that's, she's a lesbian and she doesn't believe there are, there's such thing as bisexual people. And she thinks that it's either, either or, and we both had the conversation with her where we were like, no, that's not the case. Like, I have one desire from a man that unless my wife puts something on her body, can't fulfill. And she's got, she likes, and she just likes women. Like, uh, a straight man or a lesbian would mm. like she just loves everything about a woman and then there's lots of reasons to like a woman and but for me 
it's just, it is kind of weird. And what I'd say to him is that basically I like this. I enjoy this. It's something that I've always liked and enjoyed and done pretty much my entire life is when I was, I mean, I did this before I messed around with girls. And so it's definitely something that I have tried to tune out and shut out, but it's part of, I guess, who I am and what I like. Uh, now that now that it's, I mean, you know, you had uh, one of your uh, one of your wife's friends kind of tell her what was going on. Uh, is it kind of like out there now? Like, does you know most of the people that you know kind of are aware of your preference, or is it more so just? you know, this thing that you keep within your marriage? It's something that's kept within our marriage. Only a few people, only a couple people know. Um, it's not, it's definitely something that is on a trust basis. Like I said, we live in a, even today where we live is still pretty damn homophobic. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny this, kind of reminds me of and I don't know maybe you guys have had similar experiences but I feel like I've always had friends growing up who have talked about porn specifically and will say like I can't like straight men who are like I can't watch porn if it doesn't have a dick in it or like you know just like (laughs) understanding that like central purpose that like a penis serves I'm just like recalling so many times when I've had people say that to me for some reason um of just like there has to be like I'm not gay but there has to be a penis in it and I, this conversation just reminded me of that so that's a <laughs> t- total aside I mean if you just look at the Pornhub page I mean it's all big I mean all the angles are made to make things look bigger and longer and it's definitely a preference and if I don't know if you guys know but most women watch lesbian porn I have heard that a lot of women watch lesbian porn. Hmm. Yeah, I have heard that a lot of straight women watch lesbian porn. So the market isn't and porn companies know that people who make porn know that the market is the big, the big dicks in porn and stuff isn't for the women. It's honestly for men. I guess it makes sense. But no, I mean this, you know, thank you for kind of walking us through this it it just really is one of those things that you know surface level or at a glance you just uh, you, you can almost hear other people's thoughts of well this doesn't make sense or how is this possible but you know just the kind of matter of fact explanation of this like this is the thing i've always liked this is what i've done i'm still married to a woman it's fine and you know i guess what's so interesting is that I guess ability you have of just like the separation. I I just keep thinking about that of like this penis is serving a purpose. Like this isn't the man. I don't want to kiss this man. I don't, maybe I don't even want to talk to this man, but like just, just the penis. Uh, And then I'm going to go home, you know, to my wife and, and I'm fine. So it's uh, definitely, you know, definitely interesting. Something that, you know, we haven't covered before on the show. Right. And I mean, it's, I think, definitely something that people do will kind of c- 
cock their head to the side and be like, this is odd because it is. I mean, I acknowledge that it is kind of weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't try to understand it. I just kind of enjoy it. And then if it ever comes to where I get to indulge in it again, then I will. Yeah, totally. But it's, you know, uh, it's definitely good to hear that you've kind of found a, a space now for it to kind of exist for you to express that um seems like the marriage is going well in that regard as well with you know open lines of communication and you know i'm sure this just exists in so many ways that we can't even imagine i think that's what's interesting like who knows it could be anything there could be someone out there that's i don't know just loves like is straight married to a woman but like loves guys callous elbows or like who knows like anyone can just have something that's not going to make sense, you know, surface level. So it's, uh, yeah. like, like I said, the best way for me to describe it, I think is probably a fetish rather than sexuality because I am not sexually attracted to men right. at all. And so it's, it's def I would say it's probably a fetish and there are definitely a lot of them out there that we can't even fathom. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, from experience of doing the show, I feel like, you know, one thing we've learned is that there is, definitely at least one person out there that is into something that you've never thought of before or never like considered to even be sexual or whatever someone's into it um but yeah we really appreciate you coming on and uh you know taking the time and explaining this to us no problem thanks for having me guys of course yeah thanks so much have a good one you too BetterHelp is online counseling, so if anyone out there has been wanting to dip their toe into the world of therapy and talking to a counselor or a therapist, um, then you can do it through BetterHelp. Uh, you could start communicating just under 48 hours. Uh, they also make sure that it's very uh, seamless transferring from counselor to counselor because uh, you have to find the right one that fits you know best for you. Sometimes people like to bounce around in the, be in the beginning to get find someone who they're comfortable with, and they make that a very easy uh, thing as well. Um, but they have licensed professionals that specialize in things like anxiety, depression, or you know family trauma, or things like these. Uh, things like this, um, you can find the right person for you. Um, but yeah, there's a there's over a million people um, using their platform um, to help take control of their mental health, um, and it's great. I think it's a I think it's a great um, way to kind of do that. And also there's a bunch of different ways that you kind of communicate with your therapist through text, talk, you know, the phone, video chat. I'm pretty sure they'll do anything to kind of uh, make sure you're comfortable. Um, and right now, you know, our listeners will get 10% off of their first month at BetterHelp if you go to betterhelp.com slash OPL. Um, okay, so again, that is betterhelp.com slash OPL. You get 10% uh, off of the first month uh, when you sign up for their service. Um, but yeah, uh, if it's something you've wanted to uh, try, then try BetterHelp. Uh, it's something that I've been doing for over a year now, and I think that it's great therapy. Um, so yeah, go check it out, betterhelp.com slash OPL. Our next sponsor for today is Honey. Honey is a free online shopping tool. It's a free online browser extension that acts as a shopping tool um, that's basically gonna scour the internet for promo codes and coupons and save you the most money without you even really realizing. All right, so all you have to do is uh, go to these sites. There's over, over 30,000 stores online that Honey supports. And when you're shopping on their site, when you have this thing downloaded, it automatically finds, you know, it takes what's in your shopping cart and when you go to checkout, it will show you the 
best possible coupon code that I could find on the internet or something to save you money. I mean, I've saved sometimes 10%, 15%, 20% on, you know, random things that I didn't even know that I was, I was paying overpaying for basically. Um, so it's great. I mean, and there's always, you know, promo codes flying around on the internet that you're not aware of. So this is a great tool to make sure that you're saving money every time you shop online. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Um, honey, also it's free to pay for, to not have to pay for something like this is just a no brainer because you're going to be just saving money. And it's also a good tool, even if you're not saving money, just to know that you're paying the lowest possible amount for these things. Um, cause it'll tell you like, this is actually the best price and there is no coupon codes. So you're like, boom. All right, cool. I was planning on spending that money anyway. Boom. Here we go. Um, but if there is a promo code out there, then, then you'll get it. Um, but yeah, if you don't have it already, um, you're just straight missing out on, on free savings. Uh, 17 million members have saved over $2 billion in savings. Okay. So this thing is working. Um, and it's free. It installs in a few seconds. Um, just go to joinhoney.com slash OPL to get it. Uh, again, that is joinhoney.com slash OPL spelled J O I N H O N E Y.com slash OPL. Okay. So definitely go get it. I have it on this laptop, my laptop, everything I have it's, it's there. All right. So saving money, especially now pandemic, you're going to be shopping online a little more, maybe boom. Save your money, all right? So go check it out, joinhoney.com slash OPL. Our next sponsor is Headspace. Headspace is uh, your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app, all right? If you wanted to get into meditation, uh, then this is the way to do it. Uh, I've been using Headspace for over a year now, not consistently, because I'm bad with it, but uh, there are some mornings because uh, the morning is when I like to meditate because they say that it's very good. It's like a stress reliever. Uh, some people like to do it before bed. It helps them sleep. Um, for whatever reason, I have no problem sleeping. I just pass out and I'm good. Uh, but, with, uh, in, you know, in the morning, I like to kind of like have my time and that's when I like to meditate. Um, but uh, Headspace is only is like strictly what I use. Um, and it's and it's great. It's very organized. The app is easy to use and they kind of teach you how to become good at it as well. Um, because it is sort of like a skill. I mean, in my experience, I think you have to like get good at, at meditating um, and they kind of help you along with that. Uh, but it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. So, you know, this is the place to be as, as far as meditation goes. It can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost your focus, um, but it's great. I mean, meditation, you know, when I go through like spurts of really being on top of it, uh, I feel great and like way more relaxed and sort of like floating in a way. Uh, but yeah, Headspace is great. Uh, definitely go uh, check out the app. Um, I suggest this to anybody who feels like, you know, they're just stressed or run down or high strung or any of these things. Um, definitely, you know, try out meditation. Uh, try it for like a week and, and see how it does for you. And, and definitely, you know, use the Headspace app. This is the way you want to do it. Um, but you can go to headspace.com slash OPL. Um, and you will get a free one month trial with access to its full library of, of meditations for every situation. Um, again, that is headspace.com slash OPL for a free one month trial. All right. That is uh, headspace.com slash OPL. So go try it out. So, you know, we kind of said it all at the end there, but that's a first, I guess. Like I'm, you know, he called it a fetish. So not homosexual i'm confused but married to a woman but has a fetish about a fetish of a penis i i'm a little confused um and i just didn't want to put him on the spot nor do i like you know whatever but i uh 
when he's saying he's not sexually attracted to men is isn't he and like Just, so and this the question popped into my head too while we we're doing this conversation is like what makes you um like your sexual orientation like what defines that like which genitals you prefer or which people you prefer you know what i'm saying that that's how i was taking it is like he's talking about sexuality i think in the sense of like his desire to never want to like be with that person long term or even intimate it seemed like there's just a very sexual aspect to right the penis for him but it's not kissing it's not intimate like you know he has his that he loves his wife for that but this is just purely the thing that he has a fetish for but it just happens to be <laughs> the sexual organ of a man but he's not attracted to men as a whole i mean I, i'm not like pretending that i i fully understand i just think that it's just i mean there's nothing to argue if that's what it is for him and that's no, how yeah. he breaks it down so i right, guess it's no. just kind of 100 <laughs> percent I, I and and listen i mean i also believe that you know sexuality is like this spectrum and it's very fluid and like there are people who kind of fit you know all over the map there obviously i'm not saying this dude is lying or like you know whatever like whatever he says is what it is i'm just confused in like how you identify like how, at least for him how he would identify these things of being like oh, i'm not sexually attracted to men but it's like well technically i guess you are i mean i'm talking about terminology for no reason to be honest like i i was just confused i was trying to understand to like for myself to try and like no you know, i don't even same. know if it makes sense right now no same because it just it it blurs all the lines so much and like even us going into this very open-minded with kind of an uh, an understanding of sexuality as a spectrum understanding the fluidity feeling like we have a good grasp of that right we have experience doing the show i feel like right we're getting pretty confident i think with these conversations now but then something like this comes in and it's like i'm gonna kind of like i'm gonna blur the lines even more here and i'm not gay i'm not attracted to men but i'm attracted to penis but the way he breaks it down in his mind is that that's not a sexual attraction to men it's just a fetish about the penis so like yeah it's I don't know. I, it's, it, it it's, kind of reconfigures the whole thing. Honestly, and, and it, I thought it was very interesting what he said about porn and the and dicks, where he was like, the dicks are for the dudes, you know, basically. Which I don't necessarily, like, agree. I, like, I do agree that there's a percentage of straight men that are like, all right, I'm searching big dick porn. And, like, why would you search that if not for the fact that, like, you just want to see a fucking big dick? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and that doesn't mean you're gay. It doesn't mean anything. It just, but there is, but there is an undertone of like, that's a, that's a good, that's a good dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, there's someone watching this right now. Obviously, that's like, this dude's gay. You can't convince me otherwise. Like maybe he was raised in a religious homophobic household, and it like has warped the way he looks at this, and he's just not fully admitting it and just calling it a penis fetish, like. I'm sure I'm sure someone's thinking that but I don't know like it's 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 just so interesting because it's I guess in terms of like the definitions of sexuality like you said trying to wrap your head around that I, I guess you could say it just comes down to how you define those things for yourself at the end of the day and it seems like he's been able to 
categorize these things and of course find a woman who understands it <laughs> loves them been, been with them for 10 years uh yeah no i mean i i agree i think that like you know people are going to say what they're going to say but at the end of the day it doesn't matter like what i was just doing before of like trying to figure out like which category can i put this dude in so i can better understand at the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter right. what i like need to understand or whatever like this is what this guy is into like all right cool like you know but it's just like i don't know like like you said it's like it's hard to to comprehend as much because it is a brand new thing that i've never like really thought of before to be like oh i'm a straight man married to a woman just enjoy penis don't even enjoy like a man like understanding people being as bisexual or being gay obviously much easier to understand just being like not even that i don't eat not intimate at all yeah it's purely for that because it's also hard to understand like having sex without even having any sort of feelings involved for this person it's like literally like a tool which is basically like he said just like just servicing like yeah. that's it like it's just me and this penis I'm literally pretending there's not even a person attached to it. Right. And that's all that adds to why I'm confused. Like, you know, <laughs> why it's a little harder to understand. Cause that concept in and of itself, I would be like, what, like, what does that mean? Like, even if it was like a straight man being like, no, I just, I don't like women and I don't like men. I just like vaginas. I'd be like, I'd be confused <laughs> by that too. You know? Yeah. But, I guess you would think that such like a definite infatuation or fetish for something like a penis would mean that it could easily be categorized like it he's saying things about a penis that you would just think a gay man would say about a penis but this is a man that's married to a woman bisexual but considers himself 90 percent straight so yeah again, it's just uh and it's, it's also it's a like, mind fuck if it, if it is just like the the feeling of a penis or the whatever then a dildo would suffice but it's because that's not attached to a man so you'd be like and you're not into a man but I guess, but it has to do with like a, a living, actual, real penis. A living penis, yeah. A living penis, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting. And it's one I've never heard of before. But, I mean, hey, you know, good for him. I hope that they, you know, find partners that they can kind of mess around with and, and do whatever they want inside their marriage. Whatever the fuck they want to do, obviously. Do that. Have fun. Go crazy. Um, but... Yeah, interesting episode. Um, anyway, for anyone out there uh, who wants to be a part of the show, like I said earlier, you can hit us up directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, oplshow.com. Send us an email and we'll go through it. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at oplpodcast. And like I said, if you want to join the growing Patreon that we have and become a member with the rest of the Patreon crew, you get bonus episodes, weekly bonus episodes behind the scenes. So you'll actually know the episode that we're doing on Thursday before that episode. You can watch us kind of prepare and talk through it. Uh, you get uh, bonus episodes that will never appear on this main channel. You get our Discord chat where we speak to previous guests and you can talk to us and other listeners. And like I said in the beginning, you can... Uh, become part of what we're calling helping other people where we donate a portion of the patreon funds to a new charity or charitable venture and we kind of all get to talk about what that's going to be for the upcoming month and figure out how we want to put that money to use so check us out at patreon.com slash opl show and that is all that's all we'll see you guys next time